everyone. Welcome back to Bajo la Luna. I'm here today feeling so much better. I ended up getting really sick after my birthday, which is insane because I jinxed it. I literally jinxed it after telling that story at my on like on my last episode. I ended up getting really sick. I had a fever. I had a really really sore throat. I couldn't really talk. I was so sick. And I was so upset because I'm like, there's no way that I'm not going to be able to record this week because I really was looking forward to recording this week. But I'm finally good. So thank you, antibiotics. You helped me out. But yeah, guys, today's a very gloomy, rainy day. And I'm loving it. It's giving Twilight vibes. I have my candle on. And yeah, for today's episode... I'm going to be talking about childhood trauma based on what it's like growing up with a Latino parent, parents, or family. For those of you listening, I just want you guys to be mindful of what will be, like, what's going to be said throughout this episode. It can be triggering for those of you listening, and have experienced childhood trauma and can easily be triggered or suffers from PTSD, anxiety, any of that sort, I definitely want to let you guys know that this episode will be getting, will be getting, will, no one's with me, it's just me. I will be getting uh, pretty deep into this, so just please be mindful, just want to let you guys know uh i'm not a therapist i'm not a doctor i'm none of that i'm just talking based on my experiences and my research but that's that's pretty much it so uh let's get started what is childhood trauma childhood trauma is often based on children being physically and mentally abused It could get overwhelming to the point where they're so stressed and face emotional, like, painful events. It gets to the point where it starts off, maybe it starts off as a baby, you know? Like, I know we don't remember things as babies, but our bodies, they remember, our bodies definitely react to certain things that we may not remember. And so what causes all of this? You know, like what causes the trauma? And a lot has it has to do with what it was like growing up with Latino parents or family. Um I just I want to touch base on how they were raised because that's that's what starts this this cycle in um, the Latino community. A lot of Latino parents were often raised with the importance of what family is, what cultural ties are, and what religious heritage is. You know, like their parents 
were so strict with them when it came to all of these things that they become very controlling of their kids, which is our parents, right? So when they were disciplined back in their home, where they're from, you know, it was a lot of the times it was really bad. As in, it was physically, emotionally, and verbally abusive. And our parents were suffering at the time because during their time, this was a normal thing. This was seen as something totally okay for a parent to whip out a belt and start beating their kids up with a belt or with a broom or anything that their parents might have seen around them at the time when they were angry and they thought this is the right way to discipline my child this is how they're going to stop running around the house after I told them multiple times to stop running around the house this will have them stop and stop playing around and come eat dinner these are the things that our parents unfortunately had to go through you know and it's hard it's hard hearing the stories especially from my parents because I hear these things and I'm just like that's not fair like I know it's crazy like the word fair I know like out of all things I could have said but like it's true like they no one deserves that no one ever deserves to be treated that way and at the time, when they were young, nothing was done. Nothing was ever done. They couldn't speak up. They couldn't really. Why? Because if they spoke up, if they said anything to their parents, talked back to them, or tried to defend themselves, they'd end up getting hurt even more, which sucks. So I believe that's where the cycle begins. Their parents, which is our grandparents, were obviously treated that way. So it starts from like, I'm talking from my perspective, like the great, great parents, uh, grandparents, my parents, then it's me, you know, that's how it's like. So this, this creates a toxic, very, very toxic cycle because who ends up getting the trauma dump being dumped on them? We do. Us being the first generation kids, we end up getting hurt emotionally, verbally, mentally, physically, everything. It's understandable now that I've processed everything and I'm 24 and like I've gone to therapy, I've been in therapy, still am. I I try to understand them. I do because my parents were very young and that's the problem that when 
parents are so young in their early 20s and they're having kids and they were raised with this mentality that beating and screaming and yelling their ki- to their kids like that's normal to them you know and then they're so young their their parents for the first time they don't know what they're doing they have no idea the damage that they're going to end up causing their kids by the time they're 20 years old not even maybe probably younger than that but in my case I try to understand my parents because I'm like yeah they were young they were ignorant they had no idea what the fuck they were doing now I understand it but before fuck no I did not understand it I was so upset I was like what the hell of course there are times where I do think about it and I get really upset and angry I do But like I said, I try to understand them. I think that it's been difficult for certain parents to actually take accountability for their actions due to all the hurting they've caused to their kids. And they don't understand that after beating their kids, yelling at them and name calling them it it causes a really negative impact on them like literally as toddlers to to kids to preteens to teens like as they slowly grow up they start developing stress or a mental disorder Like, they end up developing something. There's never going to be a time where a child is getting abused and they're not going to end up having to deal with it, like, in the future, you know? Like, the outcomes of this is stress. Kids often may stutter. And also, they tend to flinch a lot with any sudden movement towards them when no one's actually trying to hurt them like let's say someone's trying to reach over to get something and they're close by they're gonna flinch and be like oh my god like because they're scared because they're traumatized from the things they've been through as kids that it's difficult for them to realize that not everyone's out there to get them not 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 everyone's out here to hurt you And it takes time for a child to actually realize this. It takes years. A lot of the times kids are anxious. They they develop anxiety at a very young age. They pee the bed sometimes too. Whether they're like five-year-olds or eight-year-olds, it's because of the abuse they are facing at home. They get distant from others. And as time goes on, they're even unable to get emotionally and verbally, like, they can't communicate with people because they're worried that maybe if they say the wrong thing, they could get into trouble or they'll end up being neglected and they'll have their feelings and 
and emotions neglected by the person because they're like, well, if my parent didn't really pay attention to what I had to say or felt, then no one will. It's this idea that begins to be created in their mind. And that's when the problem begins. Because when they face neglect and they're scared of opening up about their emotions and feelings as they get older it's going to be harder and harder and harder for them to even open up you know so in my case I definitely felt like it was very difficult to open up about my feelings when it came to what I disliked what I had gone through in my past I didn't like talking about it and I started pushing it away and lately I've been noticing that I've been doing that again and it has nothing to do with like my childhood but it has to do with like recent trauma that I've been through in the past few years that I'm like I I I tend to just ignore it and that's not good because ignoring it isn't going to fix it. And I just think that I felt like maybe if I ignore it, it'll go away, you know? In reality, it's not going to go away. It's going to end up creeping back up one way or another. And that's something I want to avoid. So I definitely are definitely going to have to work on that. But yeah, I think that as a child, we are unable to defend ourselves the way we would have wanted to. Especially in my case, I didn't know who to tell or what to say to anyone because I knew that if I said something, I was going to get in so much trouble. I was going to get my ass beat again. I definitely, I, I was the first child and I do remember getting emotionally and physically hurt. And it stopped when I was probably like 12. I was already on my way to being a preteen. So that was the very last time I ever got hurt physically actually and it hurts to say that because I'm like I shouldn't have been treated that way but unfortunately due to how my parents were raised and what they were accustomed to they thought this is the proper way to handle the situation or if I talked back I just had a flashback of something I completely forgot that happened to me and now I just remembered you see what I'm saying? Like, that's literally something that I'm just like, wow. Um, what tends to happen a lot, too, is that, like, your brain, it kind of, like, files that memory, like, far into this file. Like, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, right now, I completely forgot that I got smacked in the face once that my lip started bleeding. Like, my lip was cut open. And I just remembered that while talking about this 
and yeah, it's triggering. And I remember I grabbed an ice cube and I put it in my mouth, hoping that the bleeding would stop. And then I remember I was told, next time, don't talk back to me. And I was just crying. And this was, this happened at my grandparents' house, which meant, it was it was their first house, actually. So that meant I was definitely like around seven, eight years old, maybe younger, because when they lived there, I was I was still really young, maybe six. Nah, probably seven. Anyways, point is, I was really young. So yeah, I got smacked in the face. Um, how did I deal with this? I, I don't really know. I think that it just it took a while for me to figure it out on my own. I Like I said, when you're so young, you can't really defend yourself, especially in a Latino household. It's impossible because there's a lot of ignorance. I'm sorry to say it, but there is. They believed that this was a proper way to do do it, like to beat their kid up verbally, physically, everything. I'm upset. I really am. I, I, I was dreading, honestly, to make this episode because it just, it fucking pisses me off. Everything. Um... And I assume all of you who have gone through this as well, it's definitely upsetting. And together we can bond with this because first generation, the first generation community definitely can bond with, with these um, events because I feel like we have that in common, everything we've been through. But look at us. We're better. We're good. I definitely think we are. It just, it takes time, guys. It, it definitely takes time for us to heal. Heal from it all. I I remember my grandma always being there for me, though. She was always, always, always defending me. Like, I feel like my grandma never really hit me. Like, ever. And that's crazy because, like, that's where the whole cycle started with you know like with the grandparents like that's how my parents were raised with you know the abuse of them growing up and like I said like with time people heal and I feel like my grandma was just well aware now you know she was older she was here in the U.S. she was well aware that like that's not the right way to do it you know I just took a sip of water. Anyways. Yeah, no, th- there was this one time I was I was going I don't know what the hell I did to piss my mom off. And I was like crying and like stomping and whatever. And mind you, my grandma lived like literally like two buildings away from mine cuz it was three buildings connected. So she was I literally had to take like 15 steps and I was at her house maybe 20 anyways but thing is that I was really close to her house so I was throwing a tantrum I was definitely like seven years old and I remember my mom was so mad and I and I saw her grab like I don't I forgot what it was if it was like a shoe or like the belt I don't remember but it was an object 
and I remember I I've never done this before but I ran out I literally unlocked the door and I said I'm fucking out of here like I knew what was coming so I started running like I ran down the stairs my heart is beating I'm like oh my god oh my god she's gonna freaking beat me up right here and I made it to my grandma's house and I ran and hugged her and I was like my mom's trying to hit me like my mom's trying to hit me like I need your help I need your help I see her door open and my mom walks in. I was like, oh my fucking God. I'm like, this is not good. I'm like, she's going to beat me up. She's going to beat me up. I'm so scared. And I remember I ran into the kitchen and my grandma's sitting across the table. And I sat across, you know, the table with her. And I sit on the chair. And my mom's like, get up. And I'm like, nope, I'm not getting up. And my grandma was like, come on, like, don't do this, like you don't have to do that like you can just talk to her and my mom said get up like about 15,000 times she told me to get up I did not get up from that seat I was like if I get up from that seat I'm gonna get whooped I said no I'm not getting up I never got up and I never got beat up that day I wouldn't say beat up but I never got hit and my grandma just talked to my mom and my mom was just like oh like she's she's like acting up whatever and then we ended up staying at my grandma's house like for the rest of the like evening and then she completely forgot about it which i was saved i was like thank god like i did not get a whipping so yeah um my grandma has been there thank you grandma till this day actually which is crazy whenever i um this last argument i got into my mom a few months ago she was there for me and you know, I I really do appreciate her a lot. But yeah, guys, it 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 takes a while for us to heal. Um there's a lot of negative outcomes from this. You know, according to the University of Texas Health Science Center of San Antonio, Latino kids exposed to many traumas tend to have higher obesity rates, future health issues, anxiety, aggression, and substance use, and lower language, literacy, and math skills. I can definitely relate to this in some in some way because I for sure have anxiety and I have terrible math skills. Guys, I used to get yelled at for not knowing math like not not knowing how to count it was so bad and that's something that pisses me off as well like how are you going to sit down with your kid and try to teach them something while you're yelling and punching the fucking table and expect them to actually grasp on to what you're trying to teach them that's something that irritates me so much and I know Latino parents have done this and probably continue to do it. Like, I'm sorry, but your child is not going to learn that way. If you're yelling and screaming and insulting them, telling them how dumb they are for not comprehending what you're trying to teach them, they're not ever going to comprehend what you're trying to say, especially if you're speaking to them that way. It's just it's just facts like let's like hello it's so upsetting and irritating when i think about it like i would cry and cry and cry and cry and cry and cry on the table and i wasn't allowed to get up until i figured out whatever the hell i didn't know 
and mind you, it's it's a lot difficult for parents, uh, Latino parents, to even explain things because they don't know how I'm being taught here in the U.S. You know, like they, a lot of the times they didn't end up finishing school. They didn't end up being educated enough in order for them to know how to properly educate their own kids. So that's also something that it's very triggering and it just upsets me so much. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Like, why in the world are you doing this to your child? Like, I'm not a mother. I'm not. But I know for a fact, after my experience, I don't ever want, like, my future kids to go through that. I wouldn't want to see it. If I see it, I'm going to get so upset. I'm going to say something. Yes, a lot of excuses are always made that, well, this is my child and this is how they should be raised. Okay, sure. But when they end up growing up with mental health disorders and you don't want to take accountability for it, then what are you going to say? What are you going to do when they're struggling? When they can't even open up to their partner, when they can't even open up to you, to the parent, what are you going to say to them? You can't, like, you you just can't think this way. That's why I just, it's it's so irritating that a lot of parents till this day are very close-minded. Latino parents are very close-minded when it comes to mental health. They don't believe in it. They think it's all just for a show. They think this is all just for attention and it's not real. And you just have to zip it up and do what you got to do and focus on what you have to do go to work go to school go get money like go like you know like there's there's this big big like what would i say this this big idea on first generation on the first generation because they expect us to do everything and be able to do everything the right way without fucking up because we were born here we should know everything you know that's something that just it's just not especially if we've dealt with so much growing up how the hell are we gonna be like good like mentally stable to even get shit done without having to deal with our mental health you know it's just upsetting guys i just it's just a lot but yeah i'm just like looking at my notes guys sorry i'm just like trying to think so yeah now that we've touched based on that i feel like it we struggle a lot when we're when when fuck i'm like stuttering now guys i swear when i was younger i started a lot like i was i don't know if it was because of the trauma that i was going through but i did stutter a lot like it was really bad i couldn't have like i couldn't make a sentence without having to stutter it was really bad and I still have it till this day. It's just really, really rare when it comes out. And it happens throughout some of the episodes, actually. 
but I think it's just when I was always told like oh slow down like think like think about what what you're gonna say before you say it like that's why you stutter because like you want to get ahead of yourself so quick like you want to you know I mean maybe yeah I don't know I've never really done enough research on stuttering but to on to relationships oh gosh when we are in relationships and we haven't healed our childhood trauma this is gonna be rough it's gonna be really rough for you and your partner because let's say both you and your partner have gone through a lot of trauma growing up you both were beat up hit whooped yelled at insulted and you both never properly healed from it it's not gonna look good a lot of the times it 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 develops into a domestic violence case most of the times and what happens either the woman or the men end up staying quiet and they tolerate it because that's what they saw growing up and they believe okay well i saw my parents do it this is this this is okay she'll change he'll change everything's gonna be fine no no and nothing's gonna be fine it's just gonna get worse and this often happens when you're a child and you witness your mom getting beat up or your dad getting beat up when they're going through a divorce when there's a cheating scandal involved when there's dishonesty like and if the latino parents are not healed if they aren't yeah if they're not healed from what they've been through as a child and then they face more trauma with their partner and then they show their kids that their kids see it and then they think okay well if i'm in a toxic relationship it's totally fine because my parents went through it and they knew how to cope with it and they figured it out on their own and now they're happily together they still bicker at one another but they're still together so i should be together like i should stay together with my partner no 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 it's not good it's just not like based on my experience yeah like i definitely thought that that's why i'm saying it like i thought okay my parents went through it and honestly no lies 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 track like let's backtrack a bit a lot of the a lot of characteristic traits of like dishonesty i would say i was i was trying to get accustomed to because whenever i would find out that there was a lot of dishonesty involved i would always think oh, okay like it's fine like he'll change he'll change it's, he's not gonna lie anymore like it's things like that you know but when it came to like being physical obviously i was never gonna tolerate that and yeah i mean i wouldn't say that i was in a physical toxic relationship 
But there were times where I was kept, let's say, how can I put this into words? I was held down a lot. I was not allowed to move because I needed, they needed me to be like vocal about how I was feeling at that moment. When in reality, I didn't have to, you know? And that's the problem right there, guys, is that due to childhood trauma, I was lacking a lot in that being vocal. I couldn't be vocal about what I felt or what I thought because growing up, I was always told like, like, oh my God, you're being dramatic. Like, it's nothing like you're fine. You're just, you just want attention. Like, it's nothing that serious. Or they would just be like, "Mm mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah all right and then they would just completely ignore me you know so when I didn't want to be vocal about something at the moment and I just needed my space I was never allowed to have my space I was not allowed to just have my five minute ten minute little me time why did I tolerate that because I didn't think it was bad But in reality, it is. No man should be holding you down against the wall, against the bed, anywhere. That's not okay. So it was really difficult for me to understand that after a while because I was just like, I thought that was fine. He didn't hit me. So that's not physically, like, abusive. But still... Just having a guy put your hands on you is not, should not be okay at all. So, yeah. Witnessing a divorce and a separation definitely brings a lot of trauma into a a girl's life, a guy's life, anyone. Anyone. (sighs) Toxic Latinas. I'm going to talk about this because I feel like this needs to be talked about. I I talked about it in in one of my episodes, but I feel like I need to go more into depth about it because um, obviously Latinas, we go through trauma as a child. We see things. We hear things. We've dealt with so much, so much as a child that when we grow up, we are not healed enough. We don't, sometimes we don't even know that we have a problem until things escalate. So this whole, this whole stereotype, this whole name, like toxic Latina is like, oh, like I love me a toxic Latina. Like I want to be with a toxic Latina. What are you talking about? You want to be with a toxic Latina? What does that mean? It just, it just irritates me. It just, it's so frustrating hearing that. Or when a girl is proud to be like, I'm a toxic Latina. What are you, what are you proud of? There is nothing to be proud of that. Like, us Latinas, you're putting us in a really bad position. Because we've dealt with so much growing up that we're unaware of our our flaws you know like we're unaware of them so when we're in a relationship and shit gets toxic 
and we blow up and we tend to have outbursts and and in most cases yeah the girls end up hitting their their partner you know they end up getting really abusive why because that's what they saw growing up and they think well i saw it and this is totally normal when it's not yet again so it's it's very hard it's very hard to to accept that phrase that that name because it's not cute it's not sexy it's not hot like we need to go find help if we latinas are struggling in a relationship we need to be better we need to put a positive impact on our community the latino community it's not cute i just i just don't find that cute um i don't know what you guys think no absolutely not yeah a lot of times we get triggered we get triggered and upset and angry because we see that our partner that our partner are doing things that maybe our dad did or our mom did and we're like this is my trauma being relived again and they have these these outbursts like i said and it's not it's not okay it's not and i consider myself um i say we like i put myself in this because yeah 100% i i was definitely toxic i was at some point i was so 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 toxic like i'm not going to sit here and lie i th- i think i've said this before too in my other episodes i'm not sure but I think dealing with so much as a child, it just fucks you up. And I didn't know how to manage my anger. I didn't know how to uh, to go about it most of the time, you know? It was so difficult for me to to see and like to know that I was being lied to and for me to be like what the fuck like now I look dumb like I, I I used to be like like I would always be like are you like do you think I'm stupid like I was like what the fuck like I just found out this this and this like what are you what, what are you doing like what's going on here you know so it was it was just hard it was really hard and um how do how, like how do we fix this there is no right way to fix it, guys. There is no right way. There's no certain way to go about it. We're all different. We all cope differently. And in my case, I, I went to therapy. I started going to therapy since I was, I think I was 19 or 20. I started going. I started going at a very young age. But then I stopped after a while. 
because after the divorce of my of my parents my mom immediately knew like I give her props for that like thank you because you knew you knew we were gonna end up getting fucked up after that after everything we saw after the violence the yelling the screaming the police everything so thank you for that but it did do some damage of course like I said um when you grow up seeing that and you grow up seeing violence it just just makes you think differently about certain situations but at the end of the day I I wouldn't say I'm glad I saw that but I did learn a lot from it you know because now I know I I will I would never tolerate ever having to be physically abused by a man or anyone you know um it's not okay but I started going out of at a very young age and then I stopped and then after a while I started noticing I was like I am not doing well like this was before I started having like these outbursts with like previous partners um I definitely think that it all just started because of the problems I had with my mom. Why did I have problems with my mom? Because of all the childhood trauma that I was facing. And it was all just piling up, piling up. And it wasn't stopping. Like, I needed, I felt like I was suffocating at some point. Because of how much weight was being put on me you know, and that no matter what age I was, it wasn't stopping, like, yeah, I I stopped getting physically abused, but the emotional and verbal abuse continued till I was probably mm, 16, maybe 15. Point is, is that I relied on therapy, This was my way of coping and fixing. I wouldn't say fixing because it's not it's not going to be 100 percent fixed, you know, but definitely a way of just trying to let go of that, of, of everything that I that I went through. And it was through therapy. And a lot of the times people may not want to rely on therapy for this to heal from their childhood trauma they might want to rely on a religious leader or they want to just rely on church and the person they may believe in like religiously or maybe just talk to a mentor and like talk to someone that they love and appreciate and trust and they may just open up about it and maybe that's just a way for them to let go or start the process of healing you know i think it's it's best to at least try little by little i'm not saying it's gonna get better like a hundred percent within a few weeks or months it takes a while 
and I, yeah, it, it's kind of sad. It is that we have to deal with that, that we have to deal with that. And I really hope no one else, no one is dealing through that, going through that. It's very difficult. It was very difficult growing up in a Latino, uh, well, in a Latino household. <sighs> it was not easy. Yeah, guys, this is a, sort of a tough one. Not tough, but like it's just overwhelming. I guess. I um, I suffer from PS, PTSD. I do. I um there's times when I'm in the shower and I know who's at like who's here. Like I know who lives with me. I know who's around. But sometimes like I I'll like I'll be in the shower and I hear a noise or something that sounds like someone's yelling or someone's like or things are falling and I'm in the shower and like things are falling out like let's say in the kitchen or like in the hallway and like something falls or like a loud thump is heard I instantly get really anxious because it brings me back to when I would be in the shower at a young age and my parents would start arguing and my dad would come home and I'd hear yelling from the shower or I'd hear the thumping sounds and it was because my parents were already like getting physical and that's something that happens to me like a lot and then I usually just I just close my eyes and I'm just like it's not what you think like you're home with your roommate there's nothing going on. She's okay. You're okay. You know? Like, I talk to myself a lot. And, I mean, it's not, I'm not trying to make this a joke or anything, but I, I like, laugh about it a lot sometimes because I'm just, like, I get caught getting talk, like, talking to myself most of the times. And it's embarrassing, but it does help me a lot. Because at the end of the day, who's with me throughout the day? I am. Like, I'm here. Like, hi. Like, Dolly, what's up? You know, like, I'm here. So I talk to myself. Because I'm, I'm with my girly. Like, I'm her. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, I talk to myself a lot. And that's usually what, what helps me get through a lot of the things that I go through. Especially when I get triggered. I talk a lot to myself. I'm always like calming myself down, like soothing myself down. And I'm just like, it's all gonna be okay. Like, don't even worry about it. Like, it helps so much. Tremendously, I may say. But yeah, guys. Um, I think I touched base on everything I want to talk about. Actually, no, no, I didn't. I think that I'm, like I said, I'm not a parent. I'm not. One day I hope to be. 
and this is why I'm I mean that's not the only reason why but I'm I'm working on myself because I want to be a better me for me you know after dealing with my parents splitting and having to see the violence occurring and having to deal with getting physically, emotionally, and verbally abused at a young age to growing up not trusting my past partners to having outbursts at times because of the foul things that were being done to me. Could I have reacted in a better way? Yeah. I definitely could have definitely uh, reacted differently at the time. But I've learned from everything. And it all just has to do with the trauma that I had to face. So going to therapy has helped me so much and like I said like after going through all that everything I just talked about and thinking about it right now I'm I'm glad I'm happy to say that I've matured enough to see where I've went wrong take accountability for my actions and to be happy that I want to be a better person you know like I'm I've had so many situations occur these past few months where I could have completely had an outburst or where I could have been the way that I was always like I guess you can say. And seeing how much I've grown as a person and seeing how I now know how to deal with certain situations. It makes me realize that it therapy has been helping a lot. And like I said, it's different for everyone. Not everyone has to rely on therapy. But that was my my way of of healing and it's not done i'm not done healing i don't i don't want to go through the same things i've been through and that's why i don't i I set boundaries you know so when in the future if i were to have a child i definitely have always talked about it and i'm and i'm always like the cycle stops here Like, I'm going to stop this cycle. And, like, it takes a lot. It it just, I know, I know it, it takes a lot for you to get to that point. Because you have a lot of healing to do, you know? Like, you have to go through so much within yourself. You have to face certain situations you may not want to face. 
as a child well you might have faced things you didn't want to face obviously but it makes you stronger in the end in my opinion I definitely think that everything that has happened to me does make me like a stronger person than what I was before and I, I've said this so many times like to myself but I want to be better for myself because I one day I'm going to be a mom you know I would like to be a mom and I want to be the best I possibly can for my child I want the cycle to break I don't want my brother's child to have to deal with anything like that either you know I know I I don't really talk about my brother much because I I don't know how he feels about me like bringing him up (laughs) but I feel like my brother and I have gone through so much that we're slowly letting go I would say And for those of you who have also been in situations like these, when living with Latino parents, we could definitely relate in a lot of things. But I hope we can also relate and think that we're stopping the cycle. Like, this is my message for this episode is that I want you guys to be aware that we have to break that cycle. We can't continue to, like, we are the first generation. We cannot do this anymore. It's not healthy. It's not healthy. And our future children should not have to deal with what we went through either you know we have to think about them and in most cases hey you might not want to have a child that's totally fine but i'm saying is that like for you like as a person i know i know that we've struggled a lot and there's going to be a time when we're going to want to heal from it It gets tiring, you know? It gets tiring of having to deal with certain things, such as, like, mental health, like depression, PTSD, anxiety. We've dealt with a lot. And we're in this together, you know? Like, we definitely can work together as a community and stop this cycle from continuing there's other ways of discipline of disciplining your kids without having to be physical and emotionally and verbally damaging to them yeah guys i feel like trauma leaves a mark and the feeling of being different or being thought of that you're different 
leaves a mark. And I 100% agree with that because I'm not going to sit here and say it didn't leave me a mark. There are certain things and words that cannot be said to me because it triggers me. And I used to cry a lot. I've, I've said this in the past, but I was not able to be called the R word. I was not able to be called stupid. I was not able to be called dumb, even if it was like playfully. I cannot tolerate that because something in me just clicks. Well, it used to. I'm not like, yeah, it does bother me till this day, but it's not as much as it used to when I was younger because I used to break down and my friends will were well aware of it and they were like oh shit like dolly's actually serious like she's like crying and i'm like yep i was like don't call me that because of the trauma it's difficult but i know at the end of the day it gets better throughout time time does heal it does Thank you guys um, for listening. I hope um, I wouldn't say enjoyed it, but maybe grasped on to something. You don't necessarily have to take my advice, but just listening to this, I hope it just helps you reflect a little bit on how words and actions they, they scar you, whether you're a parent or not. We have to be well aware of what's being said and done, especially towards children, because they are like sponges. They grasp onto everything. They remember everything. And even if their brain kind of hides it away and like buries it somewhere, like how that memory of me getting hit in, on the face and like my lip opening up, like that, like how that memory just literally popped up out of nowhere. It happens to them too. Little things might trigger them and have them remember certain things, you know. That could could have been really hurtful. It could have been really harsh, damaging. We just have to be well aware of what's what's being done and said. Oh, well, guys, it's time to go to bed. Um, if you are anyone that feels that they need to talk to anyone or just vent I'm always here. Definitely always here. Um, I know this was kind of a really serious, deep episode. And I just want you all to remember that we're strong. You know, we are strong first generation Latino kids trying to strive and do better for the future. Alrighty, guys. 
I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank mm-hmm. you.